0: If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. It's Julie and Anna here, and it is December. We hope y'all are hanging in there and we're just jumping in here today to tell you we're super excited about what this podcast holds for you. We think it's gonna be a huge gift. Julie, do you wanna mention anything about Christmas 2020?
1: Well, can we just talk about um, your Christmas picture being blown? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we wanna give y'all today is is a talk that I did golly, now I don't remember, several years ago, um, about Unhitching from the Christmas Crazy Train in which I describe how my Christmas picture was blown that year. And uh, golly, I listened to it this morning
0: and I was amazed at how relevant it is now. So much of it applies more than ever.
1: Yeah, because now it wasn't just my Christmas picture. The entire world, everyone, We've had our Christmas pictures blown.
0: Nobody will get the Christmas like Mm they once known. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, right. So um, that's what this is about. And we hope that y'all enjoy it and share it, share it, share it.
0: Yes, please. That's one of our favorite things is when y'all take what we're offering you and take it to others and Mm -hmm. spread truth around. Because Jesus knows we need more hope and peace and comfort this year than maybe we've ever needed it before. So y'all, just really dig in. Get out your pencils if you're a note taker because this is a good one.
1: I just have to say, I'm, I'm so thankful to be here because I don't have anything else to do, and that's the truth, because I'm a counselor, and um, during the holidays, and we're headed right into it right now, it is a lonely, lonely time at my office, come January. Everybody wants to see me. But during Thanksgiving through Christmas, I get passed over a lot. I just love being here. And um, I think that the fact that men and women tend to cancel their counseling appointments all the time, it's kind of a good picture of what we tend to do, I think, in this culture all year long. Because think about it, time for reflection and inner work is really the first item that tends to get canceled off that to-do list, because we are a get- or- done group. And somehow attending an event, buying a Christmas present and getting those cards in the mail, that offers some kind of an immediate gratification and payback that let's be honest, journaling, walking without anything in your ears, and just having a good soul connection with a friend somehow doesn't offer. So I'm not talking really about self-care here, because I really do believe that self-care is a needed and neglected practice among women, but at least, honestly, we are frequently reminded of it, and we know what self-care is. And while we pay a high price when we neglect self-care, it is not as immediate as the danger of living a life without self-awareness which is being mindful of the state of my heart, how I am thinking, what I am feeling, and what I am choosing. Self-awareness can be compared to driving a car down an expressway at night with a dashboard lit up. I can see both what's going on inside of me as well as where I am headed. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows. From it. The Greek word for heart contains three elements. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your choices. So it's saying, be aware, always, of the state of your heart. Because everything you do this holiday season is going to come out of that. So guard it. Pay attention to it to what's going on. What's the definition of guard? To watch over in order to protect or control. But I'll be honest, I spend a lot more time watching over and guarding what is going on outside of me more than what is going on inside of me. I live too often by a very different proverb, above all else, guard your picture of all that you desire for yourself and those that you love this holiday season because everything you do will flow from it. And rather be awa- than being aware of my heart, which is what's truly driving me, I lose myself in the pursuit of that picture. That picture of the holidays as I desire them to be. For example, Christmas... 2011 now this was to be probably and it actually was our last family Christmas with just the Sparkman family our kids were just on that precipice where they were about to launch theoretically into jobs and you know not be able to come home all the time marriages where things get complicated so it was going to be our last Christmas or it was just going to be us so you understand I can. you know mothers it's already starting right you're amping it needed to be what Very, very special. That's right. Special. Special. And indeed, it was. Um, I purchased my uh, copy of Real Simple Christmas Countdown. And I was uh, was planned to have my Christmas gifts wrapped. And um, they would be wrapped with simple but coordinated wrapping paper by Thanksgiving up under the tree and my decorations would be equally understated. Nothing over the top, but just a little perfect touch to just kind of say merry and bright. (laughs) Not too much. Uh, The meals would be festive, yet easy to prepare to allow lots of time for the most important element of my picture, which was family communion time around the candlelit table, where we would enjoy laughter, and rich conversation deep into the night. I don't even know what that means, deep into the night. It just felt. it It was in my picture, deep into the night. And there you have it. That was my picture. Things began to fall out of my picture before the children even arrived. I bought the gifts, and I hid them uh, in special places all over the house, unwrapped. And can I just say that your standards for wrapping dropped considerably after midnight on Christmas Eve when we were still hunting them. And once we found them, we would just put a bow right on top of that shopping bag and shove it right under the tree. Same thing kind of with the de- Christmas decorations. I hauled them out, and I, st- I, I started simple. I did. Um, but you know how kind of when you're putting your makeup on, and it's one of those days you're putting the same makeup on that you put every day. And it's one of those off days. You don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. And so what do you do? You put more on. <laughs> and you keep putting more on, and you keep putting more on, and you keep putting more on. Well, that's exactly what I did with my mail. And it, and it kind of looked like I had decided to, um, well, have a six-pack and then decide to do some dress Christmas
0: decorating. <laughs> and that's pretty much it weigh them in on Okay,
1: The food. So I was thinking, because that was what was in the pictures, I was thinking turkey, I was thinking the tenderloin, um, that was what was in the pictures. I don't know why I was thinking that, because just my family, they don't eat things like that. They've never eaten things like that. So you know what we did? This is a true story. We went to Target on, on the 24th. All of us, the whole family. And um, everybody got to put in the cart their favorite thing. And so, for, for Christmas dinner, we ate, just imagine the following year when we had a daughter-in-law from California. <laughs> this is what we ate. Pizza in a blanket, pizza rolls, bagel bites, place to Egg cookies. And that was the Sparkman family feast. <laughs> How about that conversation? talk about memories we'd shared through the years, books we'd read recently, sermons we wanted to share. No, we did not. My family quoted movie lines back and forth to one another from classics like Terminator, Dumb and Dumber, and And As I sat there, my eyes began to narrow And I looked at these people. And I began to wonder, who are? Who spawned them? And then my eyes landed on the one at the head of the table. That was the central one, throwing out those quotes. And I said, yes, these movie jeans came from that man and not this side of the family. And I felt do you ever feel this way? Like a complete stranger in my own family. So I guess I was getting that look. You know that look that your kids can recognize where oh she's gonna blow. I was ratcheting. And so my daughter in an effort to divert, divert, divert she said Mama, you know right now you're about to say something that you're going to regret later. And she was right. And I did. And I launched into my, you know this one, the why aren't you ungrateful people rising up and calling me blessed after all I've done for you to make this Christmas special. (laughs) a great time. What's wrong with her? And so I, I, I left them and I retreated to the closet with a roll of sliced and baked cookie dough. <laughs> there I sat. And that is when I realized that my beautiful picture of Christmas, that at some point along the holiday season, dropped sideways and become my personal Christmas crazy trick. It was the thing that I was focusing on it was the thing that I was living for. It was the thing I was guarding. It was the thing I was most aware of. I was not guarding my heart. I was quite unaware of where my heart even was. I was too busy gazing and guarding my picture of Christmas as I felt it should be. Now, let me just say, the problem is not that we have Ideas in our minds of what we desire our Christmas to be. There's nothing wrong with that. Desire is deep in your heart. It's part of your design. You were created for life in Eden, where life outside cooperated with your inner desire for beauty, for uh, intimate connection and peace. And so much, think about it, so much of what is in your picture can be traced back to those things. So there's nothing wrong with the picture. But when I gaze at the picture without an awareness of my heart, I fall into one of Satan's greatest and really most ironic traps. I miss Jesus. While I am frantically trying to corral and control everything and everyone into the perfect Christmas. I end up alone in my closet. While outside of my closet is playing Emmanuel. God is with us. And I isn't. And I act crazy. You know what the definition of crazy is? It's a sharp departure from normal or desired behavior. Just like Paul in Romans 7, I'm doing what I don't want to do, and I'm not doing what I do want to do. And when I fall for that, and I end up in the closet and alone, the enemy comes and he tells me something like this. This, this who you are. And now everyone knows. You are a controlling, selfish woman, driven by nothing but her own agenda. You deserve to be alone, because you are dangerous. And sadly, I often listen to that voice, and you do too. And we mistake that voice for conviction. But it is not conviction. It is condemnation. Because it makes much out of us and it makes little out of Jesus. And it leads us to despair and to trying harder yet again. So you see, it wasn't the picture. And it wasn't that my expectations were too high that brought me to that closet spot that we have all been in. I ended up there because I had failed to guard my thoughts, my feelings, and my choices. And those three things combined resulted in my actions. Here was the pattern. I'm going to tell you my thought pattern, but essentially, it's the same one we use over and over and over again. This essentially is the pattern of sin thinking, here's what my thought was. I don't just desire this picture. I need this picture. Because this picture is what is right. Then out of that, how do I feel? Frantic, pressure, alone. Then out of that, what do I choose? Well, I will choose to do whatever it is that I have to do in order to get that picture to come to pass, including and up to things that I hate, like yelling at my children on Christmas Eve, only aloud, so they can hear me over the Christmas carols, <laughs> resulting in an action what crazy and sabotaging what I really most deeply want. What am I talking about on that later? But do you see that pattern? We should have learned that pattern because it's very, very simple. Think about Eve in the garden. It's the exact same pattern. Every single time we sin, it has to do with what we think which moves us to what we feel which moves us to what we choose which moves us to how we behave when we think we know what's best and it is the picture we ratchet up when we ratchet up we are going to make choices to do whatever we need to do to get back down into our calm zone and attain the picture and out of that we often end up Sabotaging the very thing we were longing for to begin with. I didn't want good food. I wanted to connect with my family. Do you know what I'm saying here? Isn't that ironic how you end up doing that? It's almost like it's a a plot or something. So what if you retaped? So I'm going to give you a retape. I'm just going to give you some generic tapes. I'm going to give you one generic tape. Now, I could have retaped myself when I was sitting at the table as I was just beginning to go ratcheting up. And I'm beginning to feel those negative feelings. I could have said, wait, just what am I thinking right now? This is wrong. This is bad. I don't like this. I can't stand this. Replace it with this. This is just good generic. There's lots of ways you could go, but here's a good generic. He is in this. Doesn't matter how you got there. Because we serve a sovereign and powerful God and there is not one thing that you are involved in at present that didn't come through his hand regardless of how it arrived there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Including and up to your own personal sin. He is in this. Though at times I'm not saying the author of it, I am saying he has allowed it. So he is in this awful moment right now, and he is in me. Therefore, I have all I need to face this. Now, I'm not telling you that when I say that, it's like taking clonopin. Oh, I know. Just pretend you don't know what it is. It's clonopin? <laughs> Act surprised. Okay, clonidine is a fast-acting anti-anxiety drug. <laughs> Play the tape. Play the tape. Because here's the bizarre thing. You don't have to believe the tape. Play it. You are creating a new pathway in your brain. Science has finally caught up with scripture, which happens all the time. I think it's so funny, but this is called neuroplasticity. But it's also thousands of years old, as men think it's so easy. But anyway, they're all excited about it in my field right now. But you don't even have to believe it. Play it. Watch what happens when you say that to yourself in contrast to, it has to be this way. Watch what happens to your feelings, which is the next thing. How do you feel when you say, he is in this? He is in me, and I have whatever I need to deal with this. How do you feel? I don't feel happy. Because it's, it's not a knockout pill. It's not a hallucination, a hallucinogen. It doesn't make me float up to the top. All it does is make me fit, which in my case, during the holidays, is a huge victory. <laughs> Because that's really all we're trying to do. We're not trying to go up. We're just trying to avoid the emotional vortex. Stable. When I am stable, I am much more likely to make a better choice. And in your choices, remember this. Go down below your picture. Your picture is surface desires. They're very real. They are very real. I want to be able to trade clothes with my daughter-in-law by the time I get there for Christmas. She's this big. Oh, she's also going to be eight and a half months pregnant by that time. But that's fine. Surface desire. It's real, but it's not all of who I am. There's something more. There's something deeper. And I must choose to tap into that and to remember that is what it is that I'm really going for. And that is what it is that I really want to live out of. And what is that? I want to use however it is that God has uniquely crafted and created me to bring his glory to wherever it is he has chosen to place me in that moment. at that kitchen table with those odd little spawn, that is my place that's my place to bring him glory and that is my deepest desire now I know I know what you're saying good for her okay Mm -mm. if you are a believer that is true of you as well Because when your heart was replaced with the heart of Christ at the point of conversion, according to Ezekiel 36, 26, this is New Covenant stuff right here. According to the terms of the New Covenant, you have a new heart. You have the heart of Christ. And if you have the heart of Christ, this is reality of your core. Whether you are living out of it or not, this is reality. Don't let Satan tell you that you are a woman simply made up of surface desires and that you really want to do all that stuff because that is a lie from the pit of hell. And if he can steal your identity, he's won. I want to repeat I don't say that because I look at my record of accomplishment. I say that because the scripture says it is true of me. And a lot of the time that feels like saying I'm a size five true blonde. But it's in there somewhere. But when I am stable and I remember, Julie, what is it right now? Don't let him lie. What do you most deeply want right now? Get in touch with that. I am not gutting it out for Jesus. What a tragedy am glorifying my God by living out the way that he created me to be and when I am doing that I am in the zone and it's weird you've experienced it I've heard about this about exercise I personally have never experienced this but you know how you do it and it was hard and it hurts but afterwards you feel good This is what I've hurt. You feel good? It's kind of a good hurt, right? Okay, it's a little bit of a picture. Okay, why? Because your body was made for that. There are points. When I choose the glory of God to the harm at points of my picture, to the sacrifice at points of my picture, and I feel pain, Because I miss the picture. And it hurts and it's hard and it's a high cost. And I'm a selfish woman a lot. But there's something else inside of me that feels strangely, I don't know how to explain it, alive. Sometimes on the one hand, lonelier than I've ever felt in my entire life. And yet on the other hand, more love than I've ever known was possible. Weird. And at that point, what I'm doing right there, you see, is getting in touch with who I really am. Now, how are you going to remember that? Because here's my greatest fear: of when people are in my office and when people hear me speak, and you can be entertained. do you remember this two weeks later and that makes a difference? So I was thinking about that. How can they remember this? They nothing. How can I remember this? Came up with two things. Number one, practice awareness of your heart. Stay in touch. Pay attention to what you are thinking, feeling, and choosing. When to do that? Often is when you're having very negative feelings. That's what becomes like your indicator light on your dashboard. When you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling upset, that's your indicator light going on. There's nothing wrong with that. Do not evaluate the feeling. That is not the problem. I shouldn't be angry at my mother-in-law. You are. And if you're busy telling yourself you shouldn't, you're never going to deal with what's going on. What's the point of an indicator light? To check it out. Nobody goes up to the mechanic and says, excuse me, my indicator light is red. I think it should be blue. Can you please change the color? No. Because he would say, ma'am, the point of the indicator light is what it's telling you. And that is the point of feelings. They're neither right nor wrong. Pay attention to them, though, because they're telling you something very, very important. So if you squish them by shaming them, you're never going to learn what they're telling you, which is significantly more important. So pay attention. When you're feeling lousy, that's the indicator light going on. Step backwards. Right before I started feeling really bad, what was I thinking? It was that tape thing. It was that picture thing. It was that picture thing. This isn't my picture. That would probably be enough. Right there to recall your memory. New take. He's in this. He's in me. I have everything I need. Oh, Jesus, help me believe. So, what I'm saying to you is literally use stress, use these things as a means. Allowing Jesus to call you back to him. To say gently to you, don't shame it. What's going on? Pay attention to it. And Then I had another idea. I borrowed this from the monks because I spend so much time with them. But you know monks, when you live in a monastery, they have chimes that go off three times a day. To tell them to do their daily office, which is prayers and the reading of scripture. So I got this idea. Before you go to sleep tonight, I was going to ask you to do it right now, but it takes too long. Before you go to sleep tonight, set your phone. One sad bet begins. Three times. Morning, afternoon, and evening. Little ding three times. And that little ding reminds you of a simple prayer or to play a simple tape in your own mind like he is in this moment right here. This is a holy and sacred moment. Jesus, help me to be fully, fully here. Because you are here. And I have everything I need for this moment it's practicing the alignment of your heart at least three times in a day you know why I'm telling you that I think you're going to have to do something like that because that's how bad the holidays are you are going to have to run against a current here and so you cannot just say man that was so good love that you're not going to remember it in two weeks you're not I know how he works, he hates this stuff. (coughs) Stupid little bells (laughs) to remind you who you are. Wouldn't that be incredible? Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get your eyes off the picture. It is always going to be with you, it is present. But the perspective needs to be here and not here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Keeping aware of your heart and keeping aligned with your heart is what's going to keep that picture in perspective. There are many of us here tonight for whom the holidays are especially painful because this is indeed the seed, this is the season of pictures. And you know, even if you don't have your own or you are struggling not to look too closely at your own, every single time you turn on the television, the radio, walk into the mall, pictures are splashed everywhere of perhaps the family that you do not have this year. And when your picture is shattered, it hurts. And you grieve. And you feel the loss intensely because it is real. But we do not despair. Because He is in this. And He is in us. So then, where is He? And what is He doing to restore your life now? pain teaches us to practice the discipline of seeing beyond the picture 2 Corinthians 4:18 we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen but to the for the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal this holiday Resist the temptation to hit your sights to the attainment of the picture. Guard your hearts. And out of that, you will experience life and you will also be able to offer life to those around you. And that, that is what you were designed for. And nothing Nothing can take away your opportunity to do what it is that you most
0: deeply desire. Hey Head to Heart listeners, I have a question. Have you ever shared one of these podcasts with a friend or loved one? Here's another question for you. Have you ever deeply been impacted by some of the things that we've shared? If you answered yes to either of these, we would like to invite you to be a part of building this podcast by giving back. Julie, tell them how to do that. Well, first off, I just really want to say, um, I want to thank
1: you for being a part. Um, Mm -hmm. That means a lot to us, and it helps us impact more um, because that, that really is our heart is to build a kingdom right. so if you want to be a part of that if you would go to our website at restored-ministries.org, there is a donate button on the homepage or if you go to the show notes we also have a donate button there and um, you can do it there and again thanks in advance yeah we appreciate y'all my name is Mandy Miller, and I am the Products and Resource Coordinator at Restore Ministries. For more information, to order products, or to connect with us, please visit our website at restore-ministries.org. Also, we are a nonprofit ministry and we rely on donations from people like you to fulfill our mission. If this podcast or any part of our ministry has been an encouragement to you, please consider donating by going to our website. Thank you for listening to Head to Heart.